This is Can We Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Make the time to subscribe. Now let's pull back those sheets. Yeah, it's your man, K.I. from Bed-Stuy. Welcome back, everybody. This is Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Um, And because we are honoring uh, our social distancing, we are no longer in our big old bed. We are in our own individual beds. So um, let's see who we got in the building. Let's see. Oh, Nikki. I see Nikki. Hey, Nikki. Hi, guys. How you doing? I'm doing fine. We, we took care back. of all your technical issues. We Thank got you. you. Looking good. And then is there Miss Robin over there? Hey, Robin. I'm here. Hey. Ow. What's happening? Not much. Hanging in. And, and then I see Brother Leon. Leon, I didn't know you had a cat, bro. Yeah, I got two actually. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. You know what that's like. well, you heard in cats. That's good. That's cool. Come none, on. none. None at all. None at all. And then uh do we have big O in the building? Always, always in the building, always ready to go. Uh-oh. Yeah. Hey, what's How's going on? Feeling? Collectively. Good, good. Okay. Still, still hanging in there. Yes, yes. Listen, uh listen to uh last the last few podcasts they really sound really good you guys have some great information so um let's let's jump right in uh y'all ready for the feel good story yeah we need it as always feel good stories right all right here's here's one uh this one actually comes out of north carolina uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like this every week. Though. Here we go. It's got to be a chance. It's a high chance. There is a high probability. Um, actually, this one comes out of the UK. Okay. Uh, let's see, James. What? Yeah, the UK. Right. Here's what. Here's what this gentleman did. James Dyson. Uh. Uh, the 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 Boris Johnson, uh, the UK Prime Minister, asked uh, for ventilators because that's the big thing. We can't seem to get our hands on enough of them. Oh, the guy that uh, makes the vacuums. Say that again. Oh, the guy that makes the va- the vacuums. Uh, yeah, yes. He actually uh, invented within ten I days. Heard of that. Uh, he he invented. Uh, ventilators that actually work. He donated 5,000 of them. Wow. Yep, he I did. heard that. And yeah, and he's actually um, going to start creating and mass producing even more. Nice. Okay, so one of the things he said that um, is that this device can actually be manufactured quickly, efficiently, and at volume. Mm. All right. Yep. So the British government put in a purchase order for 10,000 units. Uh, again, Dyson, already a billionaire, donated 5,000 more right. to uh, internationals, international hospitals that are short on emergency equipment. Wow. So okay. I thought that that was a real, you know, feel good story under the circumstances and how everyday citizens, both great and small, can participate in doing their part and um, trying to uh, uh, to find a cure for this um, this this really nasty virus that we have going around. All right, so we all feeling good. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. that. No story. All the good news we can. 
we need all we can get. And I got a few more. Um, so yeah. with that said, Big O, let's, let's do this. Let's, all right, let's get into it. Yeah, yeah that's what we we're here some, for. Yeah, we got some players up in here today. All right, so to the, today's topic, which I think is going to be, we might have to do two episodes behind this one. Uh-oh. But uh, today's topic for everybody listening is how to recognize when you're being emotionally manipulated and how do you address it? So um, before you know, we open up the floor, I just wanted to share really quickly, really briefly, what we're talking about in terms of emotional manipulation for people that might be a new term, right? They don't know, they've never heard of it. Um, and it's an interesting study that I found on, the, on online. I'm on with it. Uh, this is an article coming off of talentsmart.com. It's the article saying nine signs you're dealing with an emotional ma- manipulator. It opens up, and this is what I found very interesting. A few years ago, Facebook, in conjunction with researchers from Cornell and the University of California, conducted an experiment in which they intentionally played with the emotions of about 680-something thousand users of Facebook by manipulating their feeds so that some users only saw negative stories while other users only saw positive stories. And what they found was that, sure enough, when these people posted their own updates, they were greatly influenced by the me by the mood of the posts that they'd been shown. Um, now, Facebook caught a lot of flack over that because none of the participants ever gave their consent. But right, right, it just goes to show that how easily people's emotions can be manipulated just by tweaking, mm-hmm. like a news feed. So imagine just from tweaking a news feed, people that are in a dating relationship scenario, somebody that you're intimate with. Imagine how much uh, influence they could have over your emotional uh, output, you know, especially as they learn you, learn who you are. They learn your weaknesses. They learn your triggers. Mm. A skilled skilled manipulator can really do a lot of damage. Wow. So uh, they go on the list. I'll just list real briefly and then we can jump into it to anybody who wants to to delve in deeper. Uh, The Nine signs is uh, one, they can undermine your faith in your own grasp of reality. Uh, Their actions don't match their words. Number two, number three, they're experts at doling out guilt. Number four, they claim the role of the victim. Uh, Five, they can be too much too soon. So that means, you know, they want to share everything to try to get a a foothold on your emotional uh, being. they eagerly agree to help, maybe even volunteer, but then they flip it and act like they're a martyr, like it's all too much. Uh, another sign is that they can always try to one-up you. And one, which is very, very uh, deceptive, is uh, they know Ooh. all your buttons. They know Ooh. all your buttons and they don't hesitate to push them. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna put in there for as we open up and get into this topic. You missed two. Missed two? Uh, let's see. Accidental. They are emotional black holes. We're missing, yeah, there we go. Mention a black hole. And they know um uh that was it. That yeah. was one. Sorry. All right, thank <laughs> thank you for catching that. So <laughs> did you go up and you went on the talent smart website? Sure did. I did oh, yeah. <laughs> love it. Love there it. You go. Let's let's get into it. So has anybody ever had these? Me, 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 me. Yeah, yes. go for it. 
when I read this article, and, and we have to give credit to um, Travis um, Bradbury. He's mm-hmm. a co-author of a book called Emotional Intelligence. I just wanted to mention yeah. that. Yeah. Um, as soon as I read this this article, I was making connections to my, the people in my life. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. somebody that I had dealt with who I termed them a narcissist. A narcissist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But this this article triggered a lot of emotions in me, and you know, I was there was a lot of head shakes and nods in agreement. Some of the areas that I felt like um, I've experienced through people were the emotional black hole. Like if they're in a bad mood, um, they allow everyone to join them into this mood. Like you might not mm. be in a bad mood, but somebody that's calling you and they're in a bad mood, they drain, you know, like mm-hmm. they just drain everything from you and mm-hmm. they pull you all the way in. Or um, I had a friend once before who was an entrepreneur and every time you turned around, she was doing something different and I had no problem supporting it. But I mean, how many endeavors, right? Do you do and you expect the same friend to participate in everything? So she used to like, like try to give me guilt trips and stuff like that. So that was just something that I felt like I was connected to. Okay, so that wasn't even in a dating uh, <laughs> scenario. That was just in a friend friend relationship that you came across mm-hmm. emotionally. But the manipulator was the narcissist. Mm-hmm. So mm. all of this was definitely connected to his behavior. How did you resolve that um, with your with your- <clears throat> Nikki. Oh, let me tell you how I resolved it. (laughs) One is identifying what they do. That's very important to understand whoever the emotional manipulator is. Identify what they do, what they're doing and how they're actually doing it. And then actually creating some boundaries around it and knowing how to disconnect when you feel like they're Mm -hmm. down that road again. Absolutely. Yeah, or cut them off altogether, like I did. Yeah, what, what do you think, Robin? We 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 can't wait to hear from our same well, person. Yes, I'm a little embarrassed by this one because oh, I mean, even though well, <laughs> no. I, seriously, I thought mm, maybe I should bow out of this one. I don't know because I mean, in reading and reading it, it's emotional, emotionally ma- manipulated. It you can pretty much decipher what that means. Yes, but I honestly had to look it up, which apparently I didn't know about. I ended up on the same place that you all were because I got the same nine things and I was writing them all down and I'm thinking yeah. about them all. And I it definitely, so I have, I don't, I don't have any experience with that. Not that I can recollect unless I am the one. I don't know. So I, I'm, I neglect, I don't know if I want to read this to other people that I know because they might be like, mm-hmm. But no, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't. Like, oh, <laughs> they'd be like, yeah, I'm um, Robin Nash. <laughs> right. Yeah, they'd be like, yeah, we've known you for a long time and we've been wanting to talk to you. No, yeah. I, um, I, it, it definitely sounds like what Nikki said to me, a lot of this narcissist, narcissism came to play in my mind. I know a lot of people that are like that. Yeah. I um, know them as distant friends that I can just hang up when I don't or not answer when I don't, cause I already know it's going to go there kind of, yeah. kind of stuff, but not in a, uh, not in like a dating relationship or that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, w- I, I can't tell you from my experience. Well, well, what would you, what would, so, so let me ask the, everyone this, what would you do? Let's say in the early courting dating, um, part of getting to know someone, what have you started to notice? Like, some of those those characteristics and traits would you yep there you go nikki how early how early yeah i'd be out yeah i'd be out so so here's the thing before it started 
I, yeah. That's interesting because I feel like it depends on how interested I am in this person, right? I like to give people the benefit of the doubt and take them where they are. And so I can see y'all shaking y'all's heads, but I feel like, you know what? If I can bring something to your uh, purview, to your attention that you don't even know you're doing, because imagine how many people get through life being that emotional manipulator, right? They learn it early on and they learn, mm-hmm. oh, I can get I can get my way by manipulating emotions. And they think that's just the normal. They just think they're, you know, that's who they are. And so I would feel like, yo, first off, you got to recognize what you're doing what the problem is. And then from there, it's up to you. It's your responsibility to determine if that's what you want to be or if you want to change your behavior. And I feel like it depends on, you know, who the person is, how, how deep I am with them. Like I'll, I'll rock to help you change your behavior. But once you feel like, oh, this is just who I am, take it or leave it. Yeah. So again, yeah. early on, this is early. Early, early. Like maybe, maybe you, you've, you've gone out maybe three or four times. So yeah. we're talking about a month in, and uh-huh. that determination. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I guess it depends on how much, like, if I feel like we're having good times. Mm-hmm. Like, let, let me, all right, so let me, this is an experience that, and I don't know how much of this is an emotional manipulator. I think it was just me not being able to handle and navigate the person's emotions that I was with. But right. I, I remember being out with, a, a being in a relationship with someone and and we could be having a great time. And one thing could go wrong. That has nothing to do with me or, you know, one thing could go wrong. Maybe uh, the waiter didn't bring their food out fast enough or maybe they messed up their order or the bartender made a weak drink or something. Right. She would catch such an attitude that it would ruin the rest of the year. And it's like, hold on. I was having a great time. Like, how can you not let this slide? And now the whole night and because I didn't jump all of a sudden to the emotional side that she was on. Mm-hmm. It flipped you. I, you don't have my back. Why are you always? Here? I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. So that's no, that's a great that example. Was, that was a, that's a perfect example. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a perfect. A perfect yeah. Well, here's my thing to to answer your question. Nas, I was in a relationship with this person for like two years, mm-hmm. and so for me, it was just like, all right, she is is very instinctive on this, and if I'm going to be the best you know partner that i can be my job is to try to like hey do you realize you're doing this how do you allay mm-hmm. that with her uh well we're not together anymore so it was it was difficult it was difficult it was very tough because i could i could see it i could recognize it but then it's trying to like i said trying to navigate somebody's emotional minefield mm-hmm. and get them to the point where they can take criticism yeah uh constructively yeah. and not as a personal attack yeah. very very difficult you gotta have a lot of patience you probably need to honestly if i were to do it again or be in that situation again mm-hmm. i would probably have recruited some of her closest friends to be mm-hmm. kind of like that that um that middleman back up yeah kind of just to be like look i you know i care for this person i don't want her to feel like i'm coming at her Right. Uh, personally, yeah. can I get your help? Yeah. Yeah. Can you kind of filter? Because you see it That's... going as well. Because I had one of her friends tell me, which I felt was interesting. They were like, yeah, she could she have a mean streak. And I was like, oh, so it's just not me. It's not me. Mm-hmm. It's just doing this. So, so you yeah. didn't see I mean, you didn't see that stuff early on? Oh, you no, didn't see any of it early on? No, 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 not early on. And, okay. It, and, okay. and that's the thing. Emotional manipulators can be very, very... Right. 
deceptive. They're tactful, they very, yeah, they're very, yeah, yeah, very sneaky. Yep. One of the things that, uh, uh, as I was reading up on this, it says it starts off very small. A yep. lot of their tactics start off very, very small, very subtle. Sure. And then over time, over time, it starts to become overwhelming. Yeah. Well, or it right. starts too right. quick. Or well, it starts too quick with it. Go ahead, Leon. Sorry. Well, um, Anna just posed a, a, a question in the chat. She goes, um, is uh, emotional manipulation an inherited quality or an acquired one? And yeah. it's funny because I was just about to say that um, I think that sometimes we can kind of get into the space where if we recognize certain patterns or, be- patterns or behaviors, we kind of like absolve ourselves of possibly being the ones also committing those same sort of behaviors. It's like, um, if you know anything about psychology, you know, and not, not that I'm an expert, but when I've studied it, you know, you learn about personality types and you learn that also personality types aren't finite, but they're right. a, a continuum, right? Mm-hmm. So we all, whether we want to admit it or not, we all have sort of narcissistic tendencies. It's just that some mm-hmm. are more than others. Cultivated so, more. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, by Anna asking that question, I, I started thinking to myself too, like, well, there probably were times where I was emotionally manipulative, but I didn't even realize it, you know? So, so like, whether it's, you know, because I decided, it's like whether it was a learned behavior from childhood, you know, and I had to kind of like, from a, from a survival perspective, how do I get attention? You know, I don't, Mm -hmm. so how do I manipulate people to now give me that attention that I seek? Then growing up into that and then getting into relationships thinking that I know how to navigate or yeah. not even realizing that I know I don't know how to navigate and then start sort of doing those same types of behaviors. And then I come across somebody who's doing it more than me. And then I'm like, fuck. Yeah. Wait, this ain't, this don't, this don't feel right. This ain't cool. Right. Yeah. Right. Now I'm the victim. So, so yeah. I mean, to piggyback off of what you, um, <laughs> what you just said, Leon, and I was actually going to go there. We learn these, these habits, you know, um, at a very early age, and there's a punishment reward connected to certain behaviors, right? Yes. So if we do, if we honor behaviors that is pleasing to our parents, then we start to repeat those patterns, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. it, it, it becomes, and then we know what buttons to push when we want something from them because we've learned those habits, mm-hmm. right? So we, we all, yes, I agree. We all on some level, um, learn and practice the art of manipulation at a very early age, or at least it's introduced to us. And then over time, we have to start really taking a look at ourselves. Like, Mm -hmm. I I feel like there was a period in my life where I was shifting and moving into becoming what I call a master manipulator. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. at that critical mass point, I caught myself, you know, because I started to recognize a pattern of behavior Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's always easy to point at someone else's behavior, mm-hmm. but can we really take a look at ourselves and our right. behavior that is emulating that very same practice, right? So right. now we're, we're not, we're no longer in relationships at that point. We're actually in this competition, right? We're always constantly one-upping each other um, in this way. So it's something that we all really have to take a look at yeah. in ourselves. Yeah. Before yeah. we start, you know, looking at other people and their behavior. Yeah. I just wanted to 
add one more thing about, I read another article on Healthline. It says, emotional mm-hmm. manipulators often use mind games to seize power in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was a connection to a narcissistic behavior. The yeah. ultimate goal is to use the power to control the other person. Mm-hmm. A healthy relationship is based on trust, understanding, and mutual respect. This is true of personal relationships as well as professional ones. Sometimes people seek to exploit these elements of a relationship in order to benefit themselves in some way. And then it started talking about the signs. So if it's about seizing power and control in a relationship, and then I compare myself to other people that I have dealt with, yeah, there are times where we're all manipulative. But um, when you're using manipulation to control the actions, the behavior. I mean, really encompassing that person's whole being yep. to conform to what you want that mm-hmm. person to be as opposed yep. to be in himself. To be Agreed. That's the issue. Uh, uh, agreed. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, oh, oh, what's the topic for those who have just joined us? All right. For those who just joined us, the topic that we are currently discussing is how to recognize when you're being emotionally, emotionally manipulated and how do you address it? So, um, thank you for that, Nikki. I want to I want to follow up and just get into it. Like how how does anybody have real life examples of when they felt like they were being the manipulator or being manipulated? And they realized like, oh, wait, no, this isn't this isn't cool, because I know y'all said y'all were cut off. If you recognize it within early on that that's an X already, like you already burning that bridge. So that that tells me there's been experiences. There's definitely been experiences where you've recognized like, OK, this person is. Is like like Nikki said, possibly trying to get control of the relationship or the dynamic. So yeah, let me let me hear. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I and sitting here, <laughs> and, and sitting here going back in time a little bit. I'm trying to. I mean, I'm not going to necessarily say this person was all that, but mm-hmm. um, this is gonna this is gonna kind of touch on what ever what everybody was saying pretty much. So when Leon was saying. Because I had written the same question down for um, Leon and Kai about um, do people like do this intentionally or is this really learned? Is this subcon- you know, subconscious? And, um, and I was thinking, um, not knowing about it at, at first, I was saying, I, I, you know, it, that's a lot of work to do mm-hmm. that intentionally. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. lot of work. That's mm-hmm. a lot of prepping. You know what I mean? So you have to go on the, the belief The more you that, do something, the, the better the you more, do that. That's right. So I was going to say. Robin, I was gonna say, so you're at, what? I don't mean to. Uh, oh no, it's fine. But for people who have been doing this for so long, yeah, where it becomes part of their emotional I, DNA, they don't have to think about it. Well, exactly. That's because that's what I, almost kind of like a knee jerk, right? Right. Right. You know, right. this is what I'm used to doing, especially if they. That's why I always I have this rule where. I I very rarely will ever date somebody who's only been in who hasn't been in more than two or three relationships. Mm-hmm. I mean, at thirty seven, I figure if I'm dating someone around that age, that or maybe a little younger, that if in their dating experience, that they would have kind of amassed that sort of experience. Mm-hmm. If they're not dealing with that many people, then I have to ask, okay, well, how are you navigating yourself emotionally when you interact with right, them? right? You know, because that's where the, the the real test is. Like we can always say things like, "Oh well, when I get in a relationship, this is how I'm going to be." But the real test is when you're actually interacting with somebody in real time. Right. You know? So 
So then, right. we go, so then we go back to one of our previous podcasts is age is age more than just right. Right? <laughs> yeah. ties in. That's yeah. what it reminds what it reminded me of when you were saying. So so, um, so 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 to add to that, I was I was gonna say that exactly. So how much is this learned and how much is actually mm-hmm. ingrained in this person? And to uh, so my my little brief experience was um, and this kind of goes in with how I would deal with it. And now, mm-hmm. yes, if I see it mm-hmm. off the bat, um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm out. And you know what? Two people I know that I saw it right off the bat. I didn't, I didn't know to call it that, but mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Well, they're in relationships with other people that I know two years down the three years down the road. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I saw. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And every single one and both of those people. So, you know, kudos to my gut, I guess for mm-hmm. that one. Anyway, uh, it saved me a lot of, a lot of trouble. What's that? Although it might not have been you, you identified it in someone else. And to answer right. Anna's question, no, it's not inherited. Manipulation is a learned behavior. Yes. However, yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely have, I can like rattle off so many instances. One, when a, man, when a man meets you and he's often like just pouring everything out, you know, he's whining and he's dining you, he's doing all of that. He's doing that. You Usually a lot of guys do that to like get to sex with you, right? As a woman, mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. that. That's one sign of manipulation. Not all men, but okay. No, I, don't, I can only speak from my perspective, right? So that would be just one example. Yeah, that would be just one example of that. So that's right? that's and in the dating phase. You're 100% right. Because when women think that a man, to a man's, um, to get a good man, they have to like uh, cook and do all of these other things. Some women do that in order to get what they want. But sure. I'm speaking only from my perspective. Absolutely. You know? That's what we want. But um, yeah, that's just one example. Um, but there's, there's tons of, you know, I can give you That's why I split the bill first. So, so what about, because I, I like how you said that that's in the dating phase, right? So what about the more subtle, more, more subtle stuff where you don't recognize it until you're already in a relationship phase, right? Like, so in the dating, you recognize it, uh, yeah. Robin, Robin, you recognize yeah. it right off. You said, now nah, I'm out of here. Nikki, you had a good example of uh, a trait that people said that uh, males sometimes exist with is emotional, just over, oversharing and downloading or outpouring in order to try to find some type of connection or get in bed quickly with a female. What about the more subtle for the people who are like, like Robin, let's say you didn't recognize it. You didn't have the skill set to recognize it right off the bat. And you did did end up dating that person. And now you're in a relationship and you got some, some time in, and then you start to realize these things. Does anybody have any? Well, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I do too. I do too. Actually something. Can I, can I jump in? Yeah. Look, you regardless of you obviously you want to get at these things sooner than later which is why we're we're doing talk it over right so it's it's not so much about when you're in in a relationship but things that you need to think about um before you make that decision mm-hmm. but if mm-hmm. you at any point I, i'm going to speak for myself at any point that i make that determination that this is what's happening i need to know my self worth and my self-worth would immediately tell me to get out of that situation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's you, you know, so it comes down to how you value yourself, right? right? And, right. And, and I value myself on a level that wouldn't allow me to be in that position because one, if I stay in it, I know that I'm not going to be operating inside of my best self. So that's- Very- 
And let's create another problem, another set of circumstances inside of the dysfunction that we're now continuing to move inside of. So, I, you know, uh-huh. no matter how hard it hurts, I, I would bite the bullet. I take ownership of my part, my behavior, and I would definitely tap out. I have to, okay. I have to second that. I, I have to second that. I, my, my, my feeling is if you feel, if, if something starts to make you, if you step back and go, this person, I'm feeling like I'm crazy right now. <laughs> the, minute, the minute you start feeling like you're crazy, just yeah. like you said, Kai, value that gut. Value that opinion and yep. and 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 give it some give give it yep. some validation. Yeah, you might have to bite the bullet and and step yep. out. It's a red flag. It's a red it, flag. It, it it's at that point. It's just better to cut bait and get yeah. out of there than to continue going down a path that you know is going right. to lead to further dysfunction and confusion. And there's nothing more, nothing worse to me than confusing myself than confusing right. another human being as well. So, so let, me, let me add on real quick, because I, I like what you're saying, but we're also coming from the standpoint of, of being able to manose, uh, ma- maturely and emotionally recognize that within ourselves. There's a lot of population out there that don't have that capacity. And Absolutely. even when they do, right. when they do, they don't have the courage or right. they also yeah. want to really, we all have the ability to deceive and we are better at deceiving ourselves, then we are better at deceiving anyone else. Gotta and so, it's true. One of the things that is that, true. One of the things that I want to touch on is just it. We can we can give all the great advice in the world, but in the real world, there's people who have emotional hangups. There's people who have insecurities. There's people who feel like sure. if I leave, what what is going to happen? Am I ever going to find happiness and all this other stuff? And one of the statistics that I I learned which doesn't really have anything to do with the emotional manipulation, or I guess it could. Um, but this is even a deeper uh, issue with like domestic violence survivors mm-hmm. where they, there was a statistic statistic. Cause you know, people on the outside are always like, leave, just leave. You're better than that. You don't have to put up with that. And they say that statistically speaking, by the time uh, somebody in a domestic violent relationship gets the courage to leave, that is their either their seventh to tenth attempt yep. to get out of that. So they they thought about it up to seven or ten times before they even get enough courage to actually do it. So it's not that they don't recognize it, and it's not that they can't see uh, how how dysfunctional the relationship is. It's literally just something there that it's either emotional blocking or just a fear of letting go, or like you said, Ki, no, it's where you just they don't have the courage to take on that pain of Mm -hmm. leaving because that is pain right you 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 have you change all type of change comes with uh some type of discomfort and we can oftentimes just misdiagnose that as pain it's painful to change when it's just Mm -hmm. it's uncomfortable to change Kai says Kai said something though in his conversation he said that you have to know your worth so mm-hmm. if you're going into a relationship and not really understanding who you are, it's different when you know who you are and you know yourself, then you're able to identify, hey, this is not really who I am. You know, I'm not this person in, inside this relationship. But when you don't know who you are and then you enter a relationship, it's very difficult for you to be able to identify, you know, who you are after you're in it. That's why it probably takes right. time That's right. before you realize it's time for you to go. Because you That's haven't right. reached the essence of who you are. You don't know who that is. 
Absolutely. You know, and I'm not I, I talking think... just from one experience. I'm talking about being in relationships over time that I have been hurt and, you know, manipulated and, you know, things didn't turn out right. And I had to end those relationships to now be in a relationship to say, well, when I see that happening in front of me, I know the signs now and I'm not I'm not willing to go down that road anymore. So yeah, it's that not goes like, back to this experience that we're talking about is not like it's just I just went into it knowing it. It's over that, time, past relationships and situations where you identify it. That, that goes back to what Leon was saying, where it's like, hey, if you haven't been down a relationship road at least two to three times, then I'm wary. I'm wary about yeah. jumping into anything serious with you yeah. because yeah. you don't have those experiences teach you who you are. And that's how you determine your your self-worth. Right. You have to go right. through those right. trials in essence sometimes. Um and, and, you know, we, it's like we can people who are going to listen to this, they're going to say, oh, yeah, that's I've I've been in that relationship. I'm glad I got out. There's going to be people who are currently in it. And they're like, whoa, I didn't even realize this is what was going on. What do mm-hmm. I do about it? And then there's going to be people who hear this and they're like, no, that's not they don't even know what's happening. They can hear it. And they just they have the blinders on because they haven't had that experience yet. I think, hey, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was going to say. Go, go, go. No, 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 go, go, go. I was going to say too, though, I think it's also important, you know, because, you know, a lot of times when we get into this sort of like um, pseudo diagnoses of, of, of people and personalities, it's, it's very important, I think, we, that we remember to remain accountable uh, for ourselves though, and our part in these situations because yep, I, was I had a very formal. recent, huh? That's first and foremost. Yeah. Right, right. Because oh, I had a recent experience where a very, I, I was once a very good friend of mine. Um, I, I didn't realize this until like after things sort of like dissipated between us. But like, it was always this sort of relationship where I was actually helping this person, right? Because I cared about this person, you know? And it got to the point where uh, they needed me to come through for them. And a very dire situation, which I did, you know, opened up my home to them, all these things. And then a situation where there's a problem um, on her side that she she decided to, um, no, actually, there was a problem, something I needed to address. And that was problematic for her. Like, it was all well and good when I was, you know, helping and, and giving mm-hmm. all that. But when I decided to express something that was concerning for me, she was out. So I find it very interesting because as when, when the topic, when Anna first broached the topic and I'm looking at it and that was my like one of my almost recent experiences of dealing with somebody with those sort of behavioral patterns, then I had to think about it for myself and say, well, how did I play a part in this? Because mm-hmm. I have a super, I, I know this about myself, I have a Superman complex. Like I, I have a very giving and loving nature and I want to make sure that people are taken care of and well. And not that that's a bad thing. But that is a recipe for disaster if you're dealing with somebody who is very narcissistic. Because right. what they'll well, do narcissistic that's that's falling into narcissism um, by definition, right? Right. Because, so narcissism is when you start to let's say want more for a person than they want for themselves, and then you impose that on them, but they don't want it, right? What happens? What happens if you want to um, give someone something and they don't want to receive it? but you think that they should receive it because it's good for them. Right. They have to make that decision that it's good. Right. 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 If you continue on that path, 
then you are actually falling into narcissistic behavior yourself, right? right. And we I have to be very I mindful to, of that. And I, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Because like as I'm hearing, we're all talking about it. We're all talking from the position of being the victim, not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah. I was on the other side of that. The other side. <laughs> And yeah. so can you can you talk? Yeah, can you talk about that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I was I said it um a little bit earlier. There was a yeah, yeah. You, where you, yeah, I, you said it got to a, a crucial yeah. point. Yeah, I was I I realized that I was becoming uh I I I was on my way to becoming what I call a master manipulator. Right, right. And it what it was at that critical mass point that I was able to catch myself that behavior. And dial that back. And now, really here's my back. question. Yep, good. Up to that point, did you see it as manipulating? Were you in? Were you like? No, I didn't. You, I, okay. again, I didn't. I thought. <laughs> I thought that that wanting more or better for other people was, you know, hey, how come you don't want this? This is the better thing. Mm. But people have to want to see that for themselves. They have mm. to see that for themselves. So what ends up happening is we unwittedly end up undoing someone or messing them up by putting in front of them something that they're just not ready to handle right now. And who am I to make that determination that they can handle something when they, they are not equipped to that. That is a, that is a person who is practicing the art of manipulation. So, so my question is doing good and doing the right thing. It doesn't have to be negative. It could be positive. Like Kai is talking about. So my question is, is when you were, when you were putting whatever it is in front of the person, like, Hey, why don't you want this better thing? And they refuse it. Or they say, no, not for me. Is that when you would go in and and try like to guilt them or to one up them? What tactics did you feel like? Well, no, listen, it wasn't even just one person or inside of a relationship. That was Mm -hmm. my pattern of behavior. Speaking all, all across the board. Ah, okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it was something that I had to really take a look at for myself holistically, not just Uh inside uh of a relationship, but uh, inside of forming a relationship with my own person. Got it. Okay. So Can I? It's funny you say that, Nas, because I actually experienced something like that with a family member of mine where, where, like, I was always used to them, like kind of like being that person that I kind of look up to. So right. it's hard to recognize that behavior and not see that as, mm, are they trying to just, are they really trying to guide me? Or like, is it, I mean, this is what well, I'm- It's a delicate balance. I mean, it, uh-huh. it, it's, it's, again, there's a, there's a critical mass point where you, you, can, you can no longer go straight. You have to go left or right, right? Mm-hmm. The road forks. And right. at that point is when, for me, is when I really started to realize it and I and I and I knew that I was going to have to take action right. um, in order to arrive at a better self, you know, because what I thought I was doing was being of service, but right. I wasn't mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. self-serving. Right. Mm-hmm. But I want to hear what Robin had to say. I'm for, I keep forgetting. It's so funny because I feel like everybody's piggybacking on, on things that are going through my head. But I was going to say kind of in general, I feel that, um, and, and pardon me, because I know some of you guys have said little bits of all this, but mm-hmm. I feel number one, it's definitely a two-way street. And, and so, yes, to, for me to walk up and see something in somebody and say, yeah, no, I'm out. Well, that's great. That makes me look and feel and sound like I'm, you know, I, I, I've got a better eye on things, which is not necessarily true. Um, 
And then if I'm in the relationship a little bit and I see it, like you were saying, oh, in the very beginning, it, it kind of comes down to, well, A, they always say, you know, you, if it is, mm, if I have come from a, a, a background where I am um, able to be manipulated, that is an inherited trait. That's, that's something I had learned. That's behavior that I've learned, right? Mm-hmm. So in finding mm-hmm. those people, it, it, I don't necessarily feel comfortable labeling every single person a manipulator if I'm feeling manipulated. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Right. So, mm-hmm. so from, from where I'm coming from, if I have learned behavior, let's just say my mom, you know, or my dad manipulated me, whatever it might be, that's some, that's learned behavior. So I'm going to now seek, you tend to seek those type of people in your lives, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's up to that person. Somebody mentioned insecurities or whatever. You're right. They cannot leave. Uh, they cannot see their self-worth because of their own baggage, the own, their own stuff that they're bringing into the relationship. So I feel that every, everything happens for a reason. That's kind of like my motto. Right. And, and I feel that everything is a learning opportunity, right. Mm -hmm. For Mm -hmm. both, for both. So whether you are an intentional manipulator or whatever, and you keep going down the roads and you never land in a successful relationship, well, you got to check yourself. You got to look at yourself. Mm -hmm. If I'm the one that keeps getting into these volatile, manipulative, um, abusive, whatever they might be relationships. Well, I need to start evaluating my own self, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a learning, it's a learning experience. I, I just, I do feel that you do have to go with your gut. I do feel that you have to, um, at some point, and I don't know what the right advice is to give anybody who's finding themselves in this, except to say, um, somehow, some way, look at yourself in the mirror, see who you are, and then try to figure out how you're going to value that person that you are. The minute you can do that, and they, they put it in a general term of love yourself first kind of thing, right. but there's truth to that. The minute you can do that, the confidence comes, the security comes, the, 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 the everything. And then you're mm-hmm, able mm-hmm. to, you're able to, um, and, and the other thing, oh, that you were saying is when you're in a relationship and you see these things, which I, I started to see a little bit, and then I thought, this man's making me feel crazy. And you know what? I am not going to admit to things that he may seem or feel that I did when I know damn well I didn't. Mm. And so mm-hmm. who's right? So who's right here? Am I going to walk on eggshells to make mm-hmm. him right? Because mm-hmm. because guess what? At this point in the game, if it's not this situation, then it's damn it. sure going to be another one. Yep. And I know for yep. me, I am not going to be like Kai said, all, all in and to be able to be my, my genuine self if I'm going to continue with somebody like that. So I need to be my genuine self. So I need to then say, I'm not, I can't, can I walk alongside this man while he sees these things and wants to fix these things? Absolutely. But I cannot fix it. And I don't want that job. Right. Okay. Right. Listen, I think that's a great way to stop. Yeah. yeah, We got to, we got to wrap this up. Uh, Big Oh, what was the topic again for those? So that close out. People can get it. What is it? <laughs> how to recognize when you're being emotionally manipulated and how steps to take to address it. Right on. So you have been listening to Talk It Over. Talk It Over is the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Once again, we're not subject matter experts, right? But we are here to share experiences. And uh, with that said, 
I want to thank all my special guests. Um, would you all come back? Would you come back again, Nikki, and do uh, a, maybe a sure. to be continued part two sure. of this or another podcast? Yes. Sure. Robin. Always. Yeah, I think we got. I think we adopted Robin. I yeah, think we, we got. got <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm loving this. Nobody else will listen to me. This is my forum. <laughs> uh, my, my brother Leon. Hey, man, you know I'm already here. You know what I'm saying? Look, King Kong ain't got nothing on brother Leon. Yeah, me and, me and Leon might have to be roommates. We might have to you know what I mean? right, take over the studio and the bed. No, you know what's funny? You know what I was thinking about? Come With on. all this sort of like um, self, di- uh, sorry, social distancing. Yeah. This is probably, the, this is the most interaction I've had all week. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is awesome. Like, I'm happy and sad at the same time. Oh, man. Big O, we're going to see you on the next one. Okay. Come on, man. That's not even a question for me. Boom. It's your <laughs> man, K.I. from Bed Stop. May all your ups and downs be in the bed. Slow motion. Brown chicken, brown cat. You've been listening to (laughs) Can We Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. We hope you got what you needed. Make sure you subscribe. Holla at you next week.